0: Hi, I'm David, and I'm Chelsea, and We Like Scary Movies. Welcome to our show. We Like Scary Movies is a double feature horror movie show, and each episode will be all about two movies, and there's are sometimes surprising or obvious things that they have in common. And in this first episode, we are going to be discussing Evil Dead 2 and Return of the Living Dead Part 2. They're connective tissue, horror movie sequels to beloved originals that are also semi-remakes. Let's start with Evil Dead 2 and how it is a semi-remake of an original. So Evil Dead 2 is interesting in that it's a couple years after Sam Raimi's fantastic horror movie that I love a lot, the original Evil Dead, but I love Evil Dead 2 even more. The strange thing about Evil Dead 2, which is the one I saw first, is that large portions of it happen in the first movie, so it's a little confusing. (laughs)
1: I would agree. And Return of the Living Dead 2 is kind of similar and kind of different than that because it's actually quite a different story than the first one to the point where I would say Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2 could perhaps coexist in the same universe, which is not the case for Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. However, Return of the Living Dead 2 does share actors who have very similar story, well, storylines. They have similar fates, we'll say, yeah. in both movies. So it's interesting to see them kind of return to uh, the cursed Trioxin town.
0: With James Karen and Tom Matthews. Yes. It's, it's confusing, though, because, like, it's Frank and Freddy in the first one, and then it's Ed and Joey in the second one. It's yes. like, are they, they're ripping off the first movie
1: a little bit? I would agree that it feels like they're ripping off the first movie a little bit, and it doesn't help that, you know, unlike Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, the creative team was completely different for Return of the Living Dead 2.
0: Before we dive into each movie, there's something funny when we were watching Return of the Living Dead Part 2, where there's a disembodied hand that has like a, a pretty funny scene in, in a car, and then, you know, they fight the hand, and they get the hand out of the car, and then the hand gives them the finger. And that happens in Evil Dead 2 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe
1: that is actually the commonality. It's not just that they're rebukles. It's the fiendish disembodied hand giving the finger.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Ash's hand in that one too. It's like a, it's like a year later, so it can happen. Uh, it's funny you mentioned a because I like that word a lot. I think probably one of the, the newest movie that's like that would be the 2018 Halloween. I mean, it's a clear sequel. It's a clear sequel. But mm-hmm. it does reboot all of the movies in between. It ignores them yeah is uh, that
1: is that rebooting? Is it just demolishing? <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm fine with it. I feel like, well, of course, Halloween Three is my favorite Halloween movie, yeah, well, but... Halloween
0: three could still exist, I think.
1: I think it does, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. Should we start diving into the details about these movies?
1: Yeah four years ago. In this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the theater of evil, death comes. Dawn.
0: All right, cool. So we're gonna start with *Evil Dead 2*, which is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. I like had a friend that had seen it, and this was back in the VHS days, and it was, you know, it was like one copy at the video store, and he was like, oh, "You have to see this movie. You have to see this movie." And so I watched it and loved it immediately, and then. Not that long after Army of Darkness was announced. So it was kinda of cool to be like, oh, there's this wait, the, starting with a sequel, uh, we could never find the original Evil Dead anywhere to rent. There was like a copy that was always checked out at the video store. And then it was like, oh, Army of Darkness is coming out in like a year or whatever. So it's like a really good time to for me to have found this movie because there was just a lot going on with it. And then I remember finally seeing find finding the first one a couple of months after seeing Evil Dead too, and then Uh, I was was very confused. Yeah. I was very confused. It's like not not much to like read about how they were made or like anything at the time. So I was just like, what is happening?
1: (laughs) I'm curious what you imagined that the first movie would have been. Did you think it would not have had Ash in it at all? Was it just about the origins of the Necronomicon or what? I mean, no,
0: because like, you know, it's like Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead, Sam Raimi, Evil Dead. And, uh, you know, it's just like, very strange.
1: But you'd think after the first one, he would know not to play that tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, It seems like
0: a (laughs) bad idea. (laughs) I think it's confusing. I'm sure like, I don't know how many people have done it in that order. I feel like a lot because like Evil Dead 2 is just on so many top horror movie lists that, you know, the first one is serious. Like it's just, it's not overly serious. It's
1: more, it's a lot more serious. Yeah. I feel like the stakes are a little higher in the first one because it's that trope of friends going together, you know, and they All kind of care about each other, which leads you to care about them versus the sequel, like the whole first half is basically just Ash. I mean, the girlfriend gets it real quick.
0: Yeah. And uh, I was reading something that Bruce Campbell had mentioned. He calls it a requel and that's a retcon and a sequel. So it retcons portions of the first movie, but he was saying that because it was a different studio and they couldn't get the rights to use like portions of the evil dead to like recap what had happened up to the point where they wanted to tell a new story, they just reshot it. But in the process, I guess of, so they
1: basically pull the Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get my rights, I'm just going to re-record. Yeah.
0: But I, I think they were inspired to do different things when they were trying to do that. I in thought you were going to say,
1: I think they inspired Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. You never know. She ha- shouldn't she have a whole uh, album that takes place in a cottage or whatever? Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. Uh, so this was directed by Sam Raimi, 1987, written by uh, Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel, which Scott Spiegel is a longtime Raimi collaborator. He has a pretty gnarly, like, late 80s slasher that he directed called Uh, intruder and it's the probably the only grocery store slasher movie that I've seen (laughs) okay yeah Mm. uh Sam Raimi's in it
1: not uh I guess the mist wouldn't be considered a grocery store slasher oh yeah (laughs) grocery Mm. store lovecraftian monsters
0: that's good I like that That could be a genre in itself now that there's more than one
1: hey (laughs) uh maybe that'll be the next we like scary movies double feature grocery store horror movies yeah
0: Very small cast in this movie. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So Evil Dead 2 stars Bruce Campbell as Ash, Ashley Williams, of course. Denise Bixler plays his girlfriend, Linda. Spoiler alert, who does not survive very long in this movie. Sarah Barry is Annie Noby, and uh, she ends up having uh, a large hand in the... Well, are the deadites actually defeated? (laughs) You'll find out. Don Hicks plays Jake. Cassie Wesley plays Bobby Joe. Then you know, other than Henrietta and the professor, that that's it. That's pretty much it. There's like some people at the airport, you know. Small you can
1: cast. Can you talk about who plays Henrietta then?
0: Ted Raimi, <laughs> our favorite. <laughs> yes,
1: definitely a favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta love uh, gotta love Ted Raimi and uh, all of those prosthetics that he had to endure down in that cellar. <laughs> Evil Dead 2, of course. Yet again, summon an unseen entity at first by saying aloud. Don't do it. Uh, passages within the Necronomicon.
1: Don't, do Don't say the words.
0: <laughs> which starts out Kunda, Estrada, Mantos. I'm gonna stop there. Here we are talking all about these (laughs) details of this movie. I guess I should do an overview.
1: Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, which, what are you doing listening to this? Go watch the movie.
0: Basically, Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, and his girlfriend, Linda, are driving to a cabin in the woods. There, they want to have, like, a, just, like, a romantic weekend. And it does appear that the cabin is, like, not, owned by them or like they have not like coordinated with anyone that they're gonna like stay in this cabin so that's like a little mysterious so they stay in the cabin there is a reel-to-reel recorder setting out next to a book with an evil face on it and ash decides to like hey maybe it'd be a fun idea for me to hit play on this thing so he hits play. And then the recording starts referencing the book and referencing exactly what's going to happen, possibly from reading from the book. And then it turns out that it's a professor and that they've you know discovered this book that's bound in human flesh and inked in blood. The recording gets to the point where Professor Nobi says the incantation, then an unseen force appears within the woods and you see it's the, the like first person perspective of it. And basically this evil force has been unleashed and Ash has to attempt to defeat the evil force. Uh, methods with which he tries to defeat the evil force include a chainsaw, axes and shotguns. At one point the professor's daughter shows up because she's supposed to meet her parents. You know, it looks like Ash has killed them even though like that's not what happened. <laughs> there's like there's there's so much this movie and I I, I don't want to give it all away in case you haven't seen it, but this movie's awesome.
1: It is. Yes. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. And you know it's amazing the I don't know what Sam Raimi is doing with the camera, but it's like unlike anything I've seen even in movies since. It's really just a great movie and it's funny.
0: It's funny, yeah. It's
1: a horror comedy. It's really funny. And also, like, a bit scary and horrifying.
0: Yeah, the makeup effects are so good, like, I feel like. Uh, but they all have this, like, spirit of fun. Because, like, you get to see Bruce Campbell just withstand ev- everything. From, like, being dropped into puddles of mud. To, you know, he's breaking plates over his head over and over and over again. To doing flips and covered in blood. And mm-hmm. just getting, you know punched through the entire cabin It's nuts.
1: (laughs) I think he also has the perfect balance of it being like very funny without being like mean spirited at all, which I think a lot of horror movies get that wrong. And I think this movie really stands out to me in that, you know, it's funny, but you're laughing at the absurdity of it. You're not like laughing at Bruce Campbell or any of the other characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It's just so fun. And yeah, like you said about the camera angles and everything, I love this movie, but that's great. And they tease the next movie in the series at the end of this one and then the next movie is amazing as well and it's the
1: tv show is so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. the whole
0: the whole evil dead universe is amazing and i'm so glad that this movie exists and that we could talk about it for a little bit because i love it shall we move on to the next movie in our double feature sure
1: a deadly experiment Freak accident. A secret that will be carried to the grave as the horror classic is reborn. Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. Jesse will be the first to know. Billy will be the first to go.
0: I've to get out of here get to my phone.
1: Seven of the living ah. against an army of the dead starved for life. Ah. the living dead part two just when you thought it was safe to be dead so return of the living dead part two was released in 1988 it is written and directed by ken Wiederhorn. i have not seen anything else he's done but i guess Probably the biggest movie that he's known for, would you agree, is the 1977 movie Shockwaves?
0: Yeah, Shockwaves is pretty fun. It's got Peter Cushion in it. I liked it. There's not as much zombie Nazis.
1: Not as not enough zombie Nazis to catch your interest. Not,
0: yeah, not yeah. like Dead Snow. Dead Snow took that idea and really ran with it. But yeah, Shockwaves is cool.
1: This movie also has a pretty small cast. The core group that you're following is um, a young boy named Jesse Wilson, his older sister, Lucy, and they're played by Michael Kenworthy and Marsha Dietleen. Tom Essex, who's the uh, cute cable guy coming to fix the uh, TV at their house, played by Dana Ashbrook, probably best known for playing Bobby Briggs on Twin Peaks. He's a real jerk in Twin Peaks. But he's very nice in this movie. So I he appreciate is, that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently
0: he really loved working on this movie, his first feature.
1: So earlier we mentioned James Karen and Tom Matthews. Those are the two actors who were also in the first Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. They're back in Return of the Living Dead 2. This time James Karen playing Ed Matthews. And Tom Matthews, confusing, Ed Matthews is the character. And then Tom Matthews is playing Joey Hazel.
0: Not Joey Karen?
1: Uh, Suzanne Snyder is playing Joey's girlfriend, Brenda. And then Phil Bruns plays Doc Mandel. To briefly cover the plot of this movie... Oh,
0: before you jump in, met Tom Matthews. Very nice. I met him. I gave him a pin back button that I made. The You mean the movie lied? <laughs> and he loved that. He was super nice. He wore it, like, all weekend at the show we were. Did he
1: say that your brain is so spicy?
0: (laughs) It's so spicy.
1: So the movie starts out with a very lax military man who's smoking a joint while driving his truck and a barrel that you likely recognize from the first movie if you've seen it rolls off the back and into a river. It is a barrel of trioxin, the compound in these movies which uh, creates zombies.
0: One of my favorite movie, MacGuffins.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. So later on, through a series of events, much of this core group winds up at a graveyard Uh, Jesse is brought there by a couple of bullies and (laughs) Ed and Joey are there to rob graves. So Jesse's bullies come across the barrel of trioxin. They release it because they're dumb children. And (laughs) uh, the chemical kind of pours out over the graveyard and all of these zombies come to life. Unfortunately, Ed and Joey were exposed to this chemical because they were at the graveyard when it happened. And as a result, they spend the entirety of the movie slowly dying to then become zombies. So oh. that's very similar to what happens in the first movie. Basically, the rest of the movie is them all being chased by zombies. They discover that electricity can kill them and hatch a plot to give them all a, a big shock. And it actually has a pretty happy ending, other than for Ed, Joey, and poor Brenda, whose brains are just too spicy.
0: That The ending is, like, fairly happy. I like that the whole core team survive. I mean... You know, you you see it with Ed and Joey that they're they're going downhill. They're not yeah. <laughs> they're not going to survive. But I do like that. I like it when you know you come to like love a cast of characters and they don't survive. Like with Evil Dead Two, I mean Ash is the only survivor. It's interesting because I feel like Evil Dead Two is such a perfect movie. Return of the Living Dead Part Two is not a perfect movie. It's a
1: flawed movie. But I I love it.
0: I can be very forgiving to this movie. I remember as a kid not it was weird. I feel like it's like geared towards that eighties kids like me. But I didn't like it as much as a kid, but I like it a lot more as an adult.
1: It's fun you know the zombie effects are so good Uh, i love the disembodied head in the bag uh, who's also the only survivor at the end the only surviving zombie
0: get that screwdriver out of my head
1: (laughs) it is very fun i would say you know unlike evil dead 2 is a horror comedy right yeah return living dead 2 is a comedy horror oh that's a good
0: yeah it's much more
1: comedy than horror and i think that also ties into it having such a happy ending where the core team survive, which I'm just not used to, and we actually saw a second movie with that recently, uh, Leprechaun. We're watching a bunch of Leprechaun movies, and I always forget when we go to watch Leprechaun that everyone survives. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: yeah that's pretty crazy. Surprised
1: and a little weirded out <laughs> yep. by the fact that everyone survives
0: except the Leprechauns.
1: Except there is now a sequel that's starring true. the same Leprechaun. We looked this up. That Leprechaun has a name that I cannot remember, but apparently all the Leprechaun movies, other than those two, they're not actually the same Leprechaun, even though they're all played by Warwick Davis. Welcome welcome to our Leprechaun podcast. (laughs) We tricked you. That's actually what you've been listening to this whole time. We all know Leprechaun 3 is the best
0: it is yeah no, baby. Good. yeah it's pretty fun but yeah so back to this movie i don't know
1: <laughs> no, i don't want to talk about leprechaun war
0: <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong it's good but i feel like there's more bad leprechaun movies than good ones so eh, you know it's like hellraiser hellraiser is another one where there's more bad ones than good ones but you know
1: hellraiser not not a horror comedy <laughs> or a comedy horror
0: they do another sequel maybe it could be
1: <laughs> i would watch that
0: so we have the Evil Dead franchise that goes wildly comedic in Army of Darkness and into the fantasy realm. And Return of the Living Dead Part 3 goes into another genre also. It's like the like ill-fated lovers story, which like is pretty heartbreaking. I don't
1: think I could ever watch that movie again. That was actually heartbreaking. That was one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. You would not expect it from Return of the Living Dead 3, but wow.
0: I think it's just unfortunate that they couldn't keep the momentum and have more of them that were successful in that universe because the two direct-to-TV sequels were not, you mm-hmm. know, up to that quality. And it was just it was just unfortunate. Whereas, at least with Evil Dead, we keep getting great stuff. And I guess it's probably because of the fans and, you know, it's Sam Raimi. yeah because Sam Raimi's and, involved yeah, Bruce in Campbell, all of it. Yeah, yeah that. They, all, they all have the their say yeah. in the thing.
1: I would say that seems to be the biggest difference between these two. Yeah. Is... You know, it's having that steady hand to kind of guide things versus whatever they did with Return <laughs> of the Living Dead. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Speaking of directors, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, Sam Raimi did this Evil Dead 2 movie. And, some, you know, when he does, like, movies now, it's like, Sam Raimi, director of the Spider-Man trilogy. And it's like, <laughs> well, yes, he did those and those were big successes. But in my mind, it's from Sam Dr- Raimi, director of Evil yeah. Dead 2 and Darkman. Man. <laughs>
1: Also, do they really want to promote the Spider-Man trilogy? We all know how that ended with the with best Spider-Man of them all. Three, yes, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that, hear that sound? That's everyone unsubscribing.
0: <laughs> well, so you know, understand my taste. All right. So, did any other things come to mind in talking about these two movies with their connective tissues?
1: Dan O'Bannon wrote and directed the first Return of the Living Dead. I feel like it's important just to say it. Yeah. Dan O'Bannon, incredible. Uh, what was the documentary you watched?
0: watched? Uh, there's, an, there's an alien documentary, The Making of Alien. I um, talk about him a lot. Yeah.
1: An absolute genius. You know, one of my favorite horror movies, which I'm sure we will do an episode on as soon as we could pick a good double feature, is uh, Dead and Buried. Just excellent.
0: Well, you have a thing for... What, mysterious, sinister, small town, right? It's with a true. secret.
1: It's a favorite, yeah. But I feel like if you haven't seen Return of the Living Dead, the first one, the fact that Dan O'Bannon is involved should make you realize it's not just another horror movie. Yeah. You know, it, it is elevated by virtue of his involvement. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the whole, like, I don't know, like, 80s punk style music is so important to it. It just has a lot of like culture and you know pop art influences that is you know it's missing from this one you you look at Tarman, right? I feel like the Tarman in this one is more like articulated, but the first one it was a happy accident. It was the guy that was making him got fired, Wow, and then they replaced him. And, you know, they kind of took it a little further. And then for the sequel, they're like, oh, we have the time to upgrade this. And even the people involved are like, well, maybe the upgrade wasn't as great. But everything else is so good. All of the other effects. And then there's like the little watch. If you haven't seen it, watch for the... Michael Jackson thriller zombie. Yeah,
1: it, it's hard to miss. It's not <laughs> like a subtle, oh, in the background, there's a zombie that looks like Michael Jackson. It's like, he steps out in front of the camera and does the thriller dance <laughs> as he's being electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, Very classy. Yeah. Uh, and then,
0: you know, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, they, they burn, sorry, spoiler alert, they, like, burn one of the zombies, and I'm like, that's, you know, you burn them, and then the troxon is released, and they're like, Nah. No, this movie has a happy ending. They get to eat their little cow brains, they get zapped, and that's that.
1: It's fun. I think uh, I was curious what the critics thought at the time and looked at some reviews. I think the word sophomoric is thrown around a lot, (laughs) which can be a good thing or a bad thing, but I think they meant it in a bad way.
0: Well, what can you do? So definitely put these on if you have, you know, a couple hours, one night, Put them on late at night, back to back. I think they make such a great pair.
1: They do. They make a good pair, but also just, I would say, watch the first ones too. Yeah. Make it a quadruple feature.
0: Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, cool. So. um, We want
1: to do our. uh, We have a tagline fight. Yeah. We're still working on the formatting for these episodes. You know, this is our first episode of this new show. Um, But one thing that we discussed was picking out you know, our favorite taglines and putting them head to head and deciding which one's actually better, or more effective. But I had a better idea, which is why don't we compare the worst taglines? <laughs> uh, so I will let you go first, David.
0: Okay. I think this one might be the worst for me. Evil Dead 2. Too terrifying. Too frightening. Too much.
1: <laughs> also too fast and too furious. <laughs> Oh, it's man. It's Evil
0: Dead 2, but instead of the 2, the 2 is, like, the V or something. What
1: <laughs> The V? I think that would be 5.
0: Yeah, but they did that with some other movie where it was, totally wasn't the, like, letter, but it was in there.
1: Well, that one is quite bad, but I still think I have you beat. Okay. Um. So this is a tagline. Meant to be pithy, catchy, meant to fit on a movie poster. Just when you thought it was safe to be dead. Oh wait, shit! Oh
0: no, that <laughs> was pretty down. good. Down.
1: If a nightmare on Elm Street made you scream and creep shows split your sides, then Return of the Living Dead Part Two will scare your brain out. <laughs> Real catchy. I'm gonna get that as a tattoo.
0: Yeah, I think that wins because it's it's very specific, but it's just not great.
1: It's so specific. <laughs> But I guess also their target market has very likely seen a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Creepshow. Yeah. I wonder why those two. Why not, if you saw Return of the Living Dead Part 1, try the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, we tricked you. It's not really a sequel.
0: Is there one that's even more brains? Because that would have been good. <laughs> uh,
1: that would have been good. No. Yeah. no. Or
0: like, come back for seconds.
1: Ooh, there is Got an Appetite for Horror? This is Your Dish, which um... I actually like that. Maybe that should be our podcast tagline. Got an appetite for horror? <laughs> this is your dish.
0: Oh, yeah. Do You like Tide Pods? We're the pod for you. No. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, do you have a favorite?
1: I mean, I think mine is way worse than yours.
0: No, no, like a... Oh,
1: a oh, good one? <laughs> yeah, a good one.
0: A favorite good one.
1: I think I like the, Got an Appetite for Horror. I don't think that's the one they went with, though. Did they go with Just When You Thought It Was Safe to Be Dead? Is that yeah. the one that's on your poster? Yeah. Because, of course, David has a I have an I, I do have the poster. original
0: one sheet on yeah. my wall in the studio.
1: Yeah, oh, what about you?
0: There's a tagline to the original, which is the ultimate experience in grueling terror, which is really good. <laughs> this one is the sequel to the... <laughs> I'm like, no, that doesn't... That's not very good. Uh, I do like Kiss Your Nerves Goodbye. I'm like, okay. That's okay. It's like, a, it's like an actionable... It could go pretty much any horror movie. Yeah. But, you know, that's all right. I do want to give a shout out to another bad one. Evil Dead 2. The comedy horror of the decade. Like, decade. <laughs> Of oh, the...
1: Decade. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Very clever.
0: Yeah. We'll try to do more of these with every show because yeah. taglines are really fun.
1: They're my favorite. Yeah.
0: And sometimes they're really good.
1: I like it better when they're really bad.
0: Yep. Oh, you know, I kind of like, I'm like, oh yeah, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. You know, I'm a big fan of the first one. Whereas I have like three Return of the Living Dead Part 2 t-shirts oh. and the original one sheet. you know, just a casual fan. <laughs> Well, hey, this has been pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I love talking movies with you.
0: <laughs> I love talking movies with you. Are we supposed to like talk about ourselves as our first episode? Who are you? What do you do? Uh,
1: let's save it for later. Okay.
0: Thanks for listening to uh, our show, everyone. You know, this is our first episode. We have done podcasts before. So we, you know, if you have joined us from that podcast that we used to do, uh, we used to do a show called Based on True Crime. And it was about horror movies that were based on true crime. So, you know, we're continuing our two
1: two things we still love, but the work involved in making that podcast was just a little much and got a little burned out reading and writing about murder excessively. Yeah. Was this a little
0: more, uh, a little easier?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like it much better when uh, it's about zombies and supernatural evil forces. Yeah, cool. No. Cool,
0: cool cool yeah it's just no, so much so... more soothing
1: you
0: know <laughs> no it's good hey i'll take any opportunity to talk about uh evil dead 2 or a nightmare on the street
1: oh is that the one next week didn't we already do that for the other podcast
0: <laughs> we're still we're still working that out but anyway if you uh joined us for our that show hello again
1: yeah and thank you so much
0: yes thank you for all your years of support and for uh checking out this show so this has been fun thanks everyone for listening and until next time just remember It's only a movie.
1: It's only a movie. It's
0: only a movie. It's only a movie.